Hey everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Splat Exploitation Book Club, my podcast where I invite a member of the extreme horror and splatpunk community along to chat about a book they like. And my guest this week is Candice Nola. Welcome to the show, Candice. Hello, thank you. Um, so yeah, before we dive into the book we're going to talk about this week, I'm just going to give Candice a little bit of chance to tell you all about herself and her books and her website and anything else she wants to share with you guys. Take it away. Let's see. A um, little bit about me. I am an author, editor, reviewer, publisher. <laughs> um, my website is Uncomfortably Park. You can find a whole lot of indie horror reviews, interviews, cover reviews, list, cover reveals, listings of your favorite authors and their websites, whole bunch of stuff is out there. You can also order anything that is written or published through Uncomfortably Dark and order those um, signed as well. I think we have everything on Barnes and Noble now and the Amazon platform as well as the Duck Oddless platform too. Most, most of my stuff is there. Uh, let's see, we have the new anthology coming out next month, so that'll be 12 more extreme horror stories, and it has turned out to be one hell of an anthology <laughs> so far, so I'm quite pleased. Uh, and what else is going on? I have a couple of new ones that are dropping Monday, Halloween, whatever that is. So there's Transformation and Front. Frogger that is coming out in paperback on Halloween. They're already out now in ebook form and they'll be in paperback form on October 31st. Awesome. You've had loads That's of podcasts of late as well, right? Yeah, yeah, I've been releasing one there every month. So I have two more coming in November and then I'll end out the year with another two. Wow, that's so yeah, I've got the vet to read soon. Yeah. <laughs> the vet was fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Last one I read was The Unicorn Killer, which I Yeah, liked. Frank. Frank <laughs> yeah. Franklin. That that was my first attempt at writing one with a little bit of uh humor in it. Hmm. I wasn't sure how it would work because that's not usually what I write, but um I found myself laughing a whole lot when I was writing it, <laughs> and I just went time. with it. Yeah, it just worked. I think mostly because I stuck with making Frank the way he is rather than making the entire story laughable. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is a pretty extreme horror story, but the way Frank is is what brings the laughter in. I think. Yeah. So. No, absolutely. Yeah. No, he's just, it's his like um, self doubt and stuff like that. That's funny. Like the fact that he's like, oh, you know, I'm just not as good at killing as I used to be. Like that side of it just works so well. Like, just not as good as Manson and everyone else. Yeah, exactly. Imposter syndrome <laughs> as a serial killer is a great concept. Exactly. So, that's <laughs> some glitter and some sparkles, and you got a great book. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit of show tunes in there. <laughs> you got Frank Franklin. Yeah. So, it was fun. Awesome. 
How's the um how's the cover of yours, by the way? Does that go well? Yeah, um we've been doing maybe one a month, which is nice. I have a couple of publishers now that routinely ask me. Mm. And I do know we have another one coming up later next month. And I think I'm working on one for December. They're it was scheduled for next month, but they had to change their re- release date. So I think I'm possibly doing one in December as well. So, oh, and all you have to do is ask, just email me and say, Hey, can you do this? And we do it. <laughs> nice. How about the um, anthology? Have you announced what that is? Yeah. Have mm-hmm. I seen that somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. It's been announced. Uh, this one is Tark Disasters. Um, for any of you who don't know me, I stutter, so you'll have to excuse me. <laughs> um, and this one is actually um, based on natural disasters. So when I gave the authors the concept, I told them that basically they had to write their story around the occurrence of a natural disaster. That was the only rule that they had. So it could be a blizzard, wildfires, a tsunami, whatever. So they had to take whatever was about to happen and make it unfold in the middle of just Mother Nature just having a fit. And (laughs) they nailed it. Like, I'm really proud of this one. So it's, um, I have some arcs out now to get a couple of review blurbs and they have come in quite well nice. we're finishing the artwork for that um and it will be releasing november 25th and it will be out in audio print ebook and then the limited edition hardcover version which will be printed like the first two on the jet black with the author's artwork and interview and all of that in in awesome. there and you can only purchase that through the website everything oh, else you can purchase anywhere else but the limited <laughs> edition is only available on uncomfortably dark so. awesome yeah i loved um baker's dozen well, it was fantastic so i'll definitely check this one out as well yeah baker's dozen got me my first splatter punk award it which did. i had no idea what that even was until someone told me <laughs> i was nominated so that was fun I was very deserved. It was a fantastic book. Thank you. Awesome. Um, so yeah, the book we're going to chat about this week then is Puller Face Rules by Christopher Rafty. Uh, this is a sequel to Puller Face, so if any of you haven't read the first one, get on that. It's one of the best slashes I've ever read, so you won't be disappointed. Uh, and this one does kind of carry on, so you do need to read that one first. Uh, we will be saying spoilers. We're just going to jump around and talk about whatever we want within the book. So there will be spoilers for this one as well. So if you haven't read it already, again, go do that or just listen to us persuade you why you should definitely go and read it. Um, but yeah, before we dive into it completely, Lowe, I just want to ask what made you choose this one out of all the books you could choose? Why Pillowface Rules? Why Pillowface Rules? Um, let's see. So there are multiple reasons why I chose this, this one. Christopher Rafty is partially one of the reasons why I write. Um, I stumbled across his work 
in the mid-2000s or so, around the same time that I discovered Jeff Strand and Blake Crouch and a bunch of other folks like them, and realized that, oh, wow, there's a whole other host of horror stories being written that I've never heard of and in different styles that I just was not aware of. And I read pretty much everything that he's ever written and still do. Um, and <laughs> ironically, in a twist of fate, now that I write, I got to meet him about two years ago. And we are actually friends now. And I had the extreme honor of doing the editing for Hello Face Rolls. And yeah. it was phenomenal. It was so much fun. And I loved it. And it's a great story in all. And the character for a slasher book is just fantastic. And the original story all the way up and up to what it is now it's everything you could want out of a slasher it's checks all the boxes off and it has this weird way where it makes you really care about the villain even though typically you wouldn't care about the villain <laughs> but in this one you do and you kind of feel sorry for the guy even though he's just a nasty, just <laughs> blood everywhere, but you kind of really feel bad for not just him, but the some of the other folks in the story as well, especially Joel. But yeah, it um it needs to be a lot more known than what it is, I think. And I just really think it was a lot of fun, and it would. And for me, it's right up there with like Jason and Michael Myers and just it takes all of those elements and all of those things that we like about a slasher and it puts it all in one. But I also liked where he wrote this one, which mm. I think made it a lot more fun. It's not your usual like out in the woods sort of yeah i mean i was i was very excited about it when i heard about it because i loved the first one because it's one of my favorite slashers and mm. when you suggested doing pillar face rules i was like awesome like, i've been meaning to read that and this is a good reason to dive in but yeah the thing that appealed the most is like you said it's the fact that it's held in this kind of comic-con convention sort of thing mm -hmm. like you know i mean i've seen it done sort of in like duncan ralston's gross out but not in a slasher environment it's like so right. perfect for a slasher it was. And I think it just made it a lot of fun because he took the whole convention, the normal atmosphere of one, as well as the location. So you have a venue, you have all these giant rooms, you have the ballrooms, you have the break rooms, you have all the massive hallways and little places to hide, and you have the staircases and you have the hotel rooms. And there were so many places these people could hide and ha hang out and for action to happen. And you never knew what was around the next bend or what was coming at you off the elevator. And it was just a fantastic place. But not only that, the fact that it's happening at a horror convention, 
And these folks come in looking the way they do and they're dressed <laughs> like pillow face and they're looking like these just rednecks from God only knows where, but they fit in and no one thinks it's weird because it's a horror convention and there are people <laughs> in full cosplay and people that are dressed up. So no one is questioning like why these people are looking the way they look <laughs> and what is happening. And yeah. when everything starts to really take place at first in front of everyone else, no one bats an eye at first because they think, oh, it's something that's part of the convention. <laughs> uh, even like the girls like being tied up, they're just like, yeah, like, oh, that's a cool right. no <laughs> one bats an eye because oh, they must be doing something cool as part of the convention. And, yeah. and then all hell just breaks loose. And yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I would love to see this one as a movie. Yeah. I think it would be so much fun, and there's so much that they could do with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, you know, did you enjoy the um, Did you enjoy the meta side of it, like him referring to the the pillow face oh, novelization and stuff like oh, that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because you have to put all that stuff in there, and then the fact that they made it a movie within yeah. the book, and that's <laughs> why we got that's why Joel, who you know all this stuff happened to and befriended pillow face. That's why he's there because he made it a movie. Now he's at his first convention to talk about the movie. And there's all these creepy pillow face fans there that are like, <laughs> oh my God, I want to meet Joe. And he's looking around like, okay, well, this is a little bit weird because, you know, I know that this is a true story and I know this yeah. guy exists. And then here are these people dressed up like this guy. And then pillow face walks in and it's like, oh my God, like, there's so many layers of just what is happening in this novel and the way it's written that it made it a lot of fun. I do think you absolutely want to read the first one yeah, to get the to. most yeah. out of it. But I still feel like if you didn't, you could still get the gist of this one, the way it's written, because everything is in there and you do get the kind of... he will catch you up on what happened a little bit in the first one. So you're not completely lost. I like the fact that he I would caught you up. Yeah, I like that he caught you up throughout mm. the book. It wasn't yeah, like an information dump at the beginning. Right. No, it was like little bits and pieces mm. of what happened throughout the throughout the whole story. And it all just it all just blended so well into the madness that was happening yeah. like within this horror convention that yeah I, I thought it was just a lot of fun and a great read so was um, that's why I suggested it yeah definitely it was Joe where you um expected him to be in life like ten years later um, 10, 15 years whatever it was. No, no, because I mean, who goes through something like that? And then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I'm going to be a healthy, somewhat adjusted adult and I'm going to write this story and make it a movie and, you know, just capitalize. <laughs> <laughs> so, so no, that was not where I expected this, this story to go. Um, and when I actually was work, working on it, this was the first time that I read it when I was working on it. So it's not like I got to read it as he was writing it or anything. Yeah. He just sent it over when he was done. So I didn't really know what to expect. And I was reading it like, oh my God, okay. <laughs> Where we went with this. So it was neat to just be like, okay, well here's the next, here's the story and you know, get back with the edits. I at um 
one point, I think the first night that I, I started to work, <laughs> I had to quit actually working on the edit so I could just read because <laughs> I wanted to know what happened that, that night. I was like, I'm not stopping until I finish the story and then I'll go back and finish it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would have to do completely. Yeah. And yeah. it's so fast paced, like it pulls you along, and you're just like in it all of a sudden. It just, oh wow, okay. And man, yeah, I, I could not even work on the story the first night because I had to just read it. Just like, <laughs> all right, let me just put everything else aside, and I'm just going to finish reading this. <laughs> oh, I think that's sensible. Yeah, it was great. I think I've read it three times since then. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I don't think I one of those was that, the but Yeah, I've read it a couple of times since then, just because like it's just such a fun read. Yeah, you got a lot of humor in there, which I was. Uh, yeah, I remember the first one being. Yeah, I remember the first one being quite funny, but I think this one had a bit more humor to it. I think there was. Yeah, it did. Because but I mean, that... obviously, he wasn't killing kids in this one as much, so it just gave room <laughs> for it to be a bit funnier. <laughs> Yeah, but I think the I like the way the um, the dialogue was written because it's written in a very relatable way, in a believable way. Because these are normal folks at a horror convention, and you have the workers, and you have the actresses, and you have the relationships all throughout the story. And these are things that normal people would think and feel and like say to themselves or be like, what the hell is happening right now? Like all those different things. And I think that's why it reads as well as it does because it's relatable to everybody. Like these yeah. are things people think and say and feel all the time. And even at the most inappropriate times, <laughs> like, we all have those intrusive sort of thoughts or those moments where we kind of say something we shouldn't or we laugh at something we shouldn't. And I feel like this all has that in there because these are just normal folks trying to deal with the fucked upness that is happening. And they're just like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Yeah, I thought um, Nikki was a great example of that. Like she felt oh, yeah. so green. I was She's very inappropriate. <laughs> I was instantly attached to Nikki. I was like, this is my favorite character in this book, definitely. Right. The minute yeah. she was like, "Can you put the mask on while we fuck?" I was like, "Yeah, I like this girl. <laughs> She's a weirdo." I, like, uh, I have a kink. Like, yeah. okay, <laughs> this is where we're going with this. <laughs> but there's people like. <laughs> Well, she and wasn't shameful of it, right? She was like, no, no this is she was what like, I so like. listen, yeah. like, can, can we do this? You just want me to pull up? <laughs> she was just up front with it, like, I'm really not looking for anything, but I want this, and you yeah. have the mask, so... <laughs> I mean, how you feel about that? I was just like, all right, well, yeah, here I we go. That, I found that quite endearing. I was like, yeah, I like this girl. She's sweet. <laughs> She's very, she was very upfront about it. Like, she yeah. was very upfront. I also like the, uh, I forgot her name, but the older um, Scream Queen, what was her name? Uh, Barbara, I think it was. Yes, her. I, I felt like somebody like her was just written spot on. Yeah. Like, I could absolutely see somebody with that type of life and her having to be in the movies that she was in. And we've all heard the rumors and the tales about the casting couches and all of those things that happened 
back in the day. And I don't know, maybe probably still happen now. So where like I could completely see her whole mindset with how yeah. she approached things. And she was trying to get her money <laughs> any way she could and using what she had to work with. And I feel like, you know what, I could completely see this happening because here she is now at, at this later stage in life. And she's at this convention. And she's like, okay, same old thing, same old thing. But she's still trying to be relevant and she's still trying to become known in other ways, not just for what she once was on screen, which yeah. I feel like there's probably a lot of actresses out, out, out there and actors too that have gone through the same thing. And <laughs> I've been to enough of these conventions now that I've seen a lot of the actors on the convention route. Um, we have, um, what is it called? Weekend of the Living Ted here. So I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is the home of George Romero and the original yeah. zombies in the day and the dead and all that stuff. And I was at one where I've been to two of those conventions now because they're actually like 20 minutes away. And they literally brought in everybody from the movies, and the, including the extras that were like the zombies and whatnot. And these folks are like up in age now, like they're older and all of that. But yeah, here they are still doing the convention circuit and signing their pictures and all of that. And then you have a few of the older actors from the movies who were absolutely just still trying to be relevant in the scene yeah. that's out there now. So when I read that, I was like, I can see this. Like, I can absolutely see this happening. Yeah, I thought I, I was think one she of just the, nailed it. Like, yeah, I think she was one of the most realistic characters I've seen in ages. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I used to be a scriptwriter. Like, I know a lot of people, and I'm pretty sure I know a handful of Barbaras. Like, I mm -hmm. think I've crossed their paths at some I, point. I've met a couple now, and I'm just yeah. like, this was just spot on. The way he wrote her, her mindset, her behaviors, her need to just, I just want to do something else and put my name on something else that takes me from this level and puts me here. And then you have Joel, who was perfect with the way he reacted to her because this was his actress, you know, from back in the day. Yeah. The one that was like, oh, yeah, you know. And now <laughs> he is at a convention. <laughs> right, right. So now he's like beside her at a convention and she's all over him. Like, this is like his fucking dream. <laughs> I, I, I feel like his reaction to her was just spot on. Just everything about this was so well written. I was all right. was with, just um, spot on. Yeah, I was all right with Barbara up until when she started, like, after Joel found out and she was like, okay, right, he's got mummy issues, so I need to do it this way. So that, like, that's, that's weird. That's I when I was like, oh, I don't like you anymore. Like before this, I didn't mind. You were using him, but whatever. It wasn't hurting anyone. But now right, you're but really, then she was trying to like you, you really, know. yeah, that 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 was weird with me. And I was like, oh, okay, so we're gonna go here with this. And yeah, I, I'm not sure mean. if that was his kink or her kink. <laughs> and I feel like maybe it was a little it was bit both. of both. <laughs> I think it was both by the end of it. He didn't seem like he was still falling for it. So Yeah, yeah, that that one was that section made me laugh a little bit because I was <laughs> like, all right, so we're just going all out for it. Yeah, he went for yeah. it. What did but you hey, think of... Um, folks are like, weird. 
exactly yeah i mean they say that in the film in the book a few times like what did you think of um buddy as this like cult leader like yeah um i feel like it really like it's not where i thought i would go with him but like reading it i was like no actually this really suits him like he's got that but it fit him him. yeah yeah and he went all in with it he was just like well i'm gonna do this and here we are and i feel like maybe that wasn't his original intent but once he saw that it was working yeah I feel like he was getting off on the control of it all and the power trip of it. Yeah, because... he fell into it, didn't he? Because he wasn't showing signs of that exactly. in the first book. But when mm-hmm. he's behaving the way he's in the second, you can kind of pull it together and be like, oh, yeah. okay, like this started happening for him and he just went with it. Like, yeah, he was just like, oh, well, I, I can get on board with this. And mm. he did. He absolutely did. I think it worked out well. I think it gave the um this new story a different element yeah to yeah, bring into um... the whole mess because without that and without his cult they couldn't have pulled off what they were trying to pull off at the convention exactly and it gave it a twist on the genre as well it wasn't just a straight mm. up sort of well, i don't know how to describe the first one the coming of age slasher i guess but if this one had that sort of Cult is that a thing? I'm pretty sure it's not. But I was I just mean, trying to, it how to describe it. Yeah. I was like, what would I call it? Because it's like Goonies meets Jason. Like, Yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Um but this one obviously with the cult element to it, it kind of wasn't a straight up slasher. It was just as interesting as a cult flick. Right. Right. And you still had the young fan that was in the book who mm. was brought in and this poor girl comes into this horror convention uh, all excited Chloe. to meet one yeah. of her he- heroes and so you still had that hero worship element mm. in there and you still had you know this young child excited and her dad was there and this is her first convention and then you know that's where the bigger part of the horror comes in from because not only is Joel having to confront his real life nightmare and or best friend all at the same time because we have hell breaking loose at his first convention but now you have the female version of him in mm. her when she's coming in to experience this and not only do we have joel in front of her but we have pillow face and we have this cult mm. leader and everything that happens to her within the book like it's it is a lot of layers there's a oh, lot yeah. of layers of horror and and this yeah. and it's not um, just one straight story. It's this meets in and then this meets in and there's just all these different layers that just combine at the end to make this this scene of utter chaos. Yeah, I yeah. hated I hated that chapter with her and her dad when yeah when, um, Carp and the other guy broke into the room. Like the yeah. fact that he purposefully didn't name the girl for the whole chapter. And as the reader, you're just like, please don't be Chloe, please don't be Chloe, please don't be Chloe. Knowing very fucking well, there's no no one else. Knowing it was, (laughs) I I think it was well written. I also think what happened to her was relevant. It was, but that's absolutely what that character Mm. would have done. And I like the fact that it was written enough that you got the idea, but it was 
you know, yeah. not as graphically as what some other writers might have made it. No, but it and didn't it need to be by that to point. The story, it was relevant to the characters in the story, and it served a purpose within the story. And I like that it was heartbreaking to read. It was horrible to read. But you need these sort of elements in these stories because these are the things that would happen when you're dealing with the cast of characters like this. It's You can't gloss over the real life stuff that these people would actually be capable of yeah, and would exactly. do. You know, and that's exactly how Carp's <laughs> character was written. Like yeah. he was talking about it the whole time. Like he couldn't <laughs> wait to get to that point, and it was like, oh man, you know. Yeah. I but was just so lost. I was just shaking my head by the end of that chapter. Like, yeah. damn it! Like it is her. I knew it was her, but come on. Yeah, but I think that's why I felt like this really had everything in it. It wasn't just a, hey, here's a fun to read slasher. And it's just fun, 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 blood, blood. It was, this one's going to hurt. You're going to feel this one a little bit. You're going to laugh at this one a little bit. You're going to see some of you in this a little bit. And by the end of it, it's going to be a great read, but you're going to actually give a damn about what you read. And the story and the people in it. Yeah, he uh, puts a lot of emotion into what he writes and just really, he makes sure that it stays with you long after you're yeah, finished like reading Devoured it. of the Dead was like, yeah, that still hurts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything that I have soon. read of his <laughs> is just, he drives that last nail in and it just yeah. lingers. And you're <laughs> just like, what the hell, man? Like, yeah. I, yeah. I think I can say I've read everything he has and I own everything except maybe two books at this point. Nice. The newest one that he just wrote. And then I think there's one older one that I've not yet picked up that I probably will at the next convention. (laughs) Because it's the only one I don't have. I have a whole shelf of Rocky books right over here. Yeah. Did you like the edition of, uh, was it Rhonda? Rhonda Ripley? Rhonda Ripley? I did. I thought that was fantastic. And I loved her so much, the way her character is written and her being a wrestler. Yeah. Like, I'm a fan of that whole scene too. So her being a wrestler. And then exactly. the twist with her being like a part of the cult too. Mm. And yeah. 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 I've written a wrestling book. Like that's my thing. Like I love it. And I was just like, yeah, that's. Her background makes so much sense to me, like as that. And then the other twist with her, yeah. "Mm, I don't really want to give that one away, so I won't. But I I like the fact that there's a couple of different twists that involve her, and it's like as soon as you, so you get introduced, and then there's a twist with her, and then you get used to that storyline and her being that. And then there's another twist, and it's like he screws it in a little bit more, and it's just like, oh, but we're not done yet, yeah. you know. And then you get to the end, and you're like, holy shit! Like I didn't see that coming at all, which is why I said when I first received the story to start the edits on it, I was like, nope, I have to read it because <laughs> it just kept going in that rabbit hole, man. That just I'd man, be very sucked happy me right a, in. I'd be very happy with a book like based on her. 
Like, I think that would be cool. Like, oh, yeah. There's a yeah. lot of things, I could so. absolutely see you, or maybe him doing a pillow face and a Ronda rules. Yeah. Yeah. Ronda rules. <laughs> That's a good title. <laughs> as well, right? yeah. Like, yeah, I would be all in. I may have to uh, have send to him a, a message after this or email <laughs> yeah. him and be like, hey, so I got an idea for you. <laughs> Yeah. I'll edit it. <laughs> you would think you should do that. Yeah. Look for that next fall, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved it. Um, and her with her, um, she's brutal. Mm. Like I expected it, but almost not to that point to where he made her as brutal. Like, I think it was interesting that your first introduction to her as far as the cult goes she'd been taken yeah. out right she's unconscious right. she's got a big gash on her head right she's been defeated so to right. make her that brutal and that formidable when she started off in wrestling terms she started off with a loss mm-hmm. and she's having to work her way back up and you just feel a right. lot of that brutality is her trying to prove that she's a fucking badass and she can right. do this right i i feel like that that was her arc to kind of live up to who she's revealed as yeah that was her I'm going to prove to you that I can be this that I deserve this every bit as much as that person does so she had to take it far oh man she she certainly did she (laughs) I, I don't think there was anything about this that I did not like or didn't relate to there wasn't any one person in here that I was like, nah, I don't like them. Like they didn't fit, mm-hmm. they didn't fit the story, they didn't do this, that, and the other. Like I just felt like everything in in here just was spot on with who they were and how they would have acted throughout this. Which is a big testament to his writing, right? Because there's a lot of characters, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot. There's a lot of different genres. There's mm-hmm. a lot of different layers, like you said. You've got the slasher, you've got the cult, you've got the first book playing onto the second book. You've got all the yeah. meta stuff on top of that, and then all of the yeah. convention conventions, like in there as well. Like there's so much stuff, but you're not lost. You always know what's going yeah. on. It's very cleanly written, and yeah, it's yeah. funny and mean at the same time. It's <laughs> it it's everything you could want out of a story i think it's everything you could want and have and if you are a reader of his everything that you would expect out of a roughy book it's yeah. it's everything that he is and everything that he writes it's got all of those but it's not put in there like like he felt like he had to you have you ever read something where it feels like the author was working off a checklist like yeah, let me add this. Let me add this. Let me I won't lay ready, but a couple of times. Yeah. Right, right. So it's got like the elements, but maybe it's not very well done. It doesn't feel like it worked as well as you know the rest of the book. But he put it in there just because he felt like they were supposed to. Yeah. These his stories have all of those elements in it <clears throat> without any effort. Hmm. It's yeah, got nice, the really humor well. and the heart break in the emotion and the grief and the loss and it's got the very horrific brutal elements that are happening in it but it's got characters that you care about and that you come to love and that you can laugh along with and that you see parts of yourself in 
it checks all those boxes without making it feel like he's checking off boxes. Yeah. And I, I don't think he feels like he's checking off boxes either. I think this is just his very natural way of writing writing to where he puts all of that in there because in order for you to have a relatable story you need to have relatable characters and emotions and situations within it you can't make it all up and just wing it as you go along like you have to put things in here that you've experienced that you have felt because that's how you bring the reader in you have to give them something and someone to relate to and he does that extremely well you know, I spent the whole book just being like, poor Haley. Like, oh my God, <laughs> Haley, just get out of there, please, somehow. Like, <laughs> somebody help her. <laughs> somebody help that girl. She needs help. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I um, I loved everything about it. So, yeah, if you've not read it yet, read it. Read it. Read the original. Read Pillow Face Rules. There, there's one. Um, What is it? He's got another one. So there's a Pillow Face versus the lurkers lurkers. that one's fine i haven't read that one is that um is that related to these or is its own separate side story it's its own but it's the pillow face characters very much in there when he goes up against the other main characters from his lurkers books because they reference it in this one don't they they say something (laughs) about like this yeah, adventure they, that happened like they sure do they're talking about the third yeah story. <laughs> yep yeah, yeah i need so, to check that one out at some point i didn't know whether it was because it was not referred to as polyface 2 or anything like that so i didn't know no, how much no, it's like a like a standalone crossover mashup with the cool. two and it's also fun so a lot of fun to read and i would actually like to see maybe another one of those. <laughs> I mean, with me, he could take the pillow face character and probably put him in anything, and I would yeah. just approve of it. I want like <laughs> pillow face ten where he's in space. Like I'd still be there. <laughs> I'd still read it here. Um, <laughs> pillow face dead. I, I don't know. So we go with the original, and then pillow face and against the lurkers and then pillow face rules so you don't have to write what six more to get the pillow face x so rafi yeah if you're listening to this you got a lot right <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> awesome. yeah, um yeah is there anything else there that we've missed anything there you want to chat about within this still yeah i don't I don't know. All I can say, if you haven't read the book, you need to fix that. You absolutely yeah. need to fix that. <laughs> I think so. Like I said, I think it was it was one of my favorite reads last year, the first mm-hmm. one. And I think I think the second one had a lot to live up to because the first one is incredibly good. It's a flawless book. Mm-hmm. And I felt like he'd done a fantastic job with his sequel. Like he did not go oh, yeah. where I was expecting it to. Right. Um, but he had a very clear idea that he just delivered, like we said, very cleanly. It just all worked really oh. well. And yeah, yeah I was pleasantly it. surprised. I think like sometimes when you've got that first book that's too good, it's very hard to follow up on that. And I think you've done a great job with it. It is. And, you know, there's always that, well, that was a flop, you know, but mm. this one, 
this one was everything that I would have wanted out of a part two. Yeah, and a lot of stuff I, I don't you know that think I you needed until you read it, and then you went, "Oh yeah, I did need that." Right, <laughs> because when I was, he told me what the original concept was at first. I was like, "Oh, okay, that, that sounds great. <laughs> I'm yeah. all in." But I still wasn't 100% certain on all the things that he had in mind. And I don't know what I would have done with the original compared to this. Hmm. I don't even think I could get my own concept now of what I would have done, if you ask me. Because I feel like this was absolutely everything that it needed to be for a part two for (laughs) Hello Face. I I think he nailed it, and he answered every question that you would have had from the first one with regards to, well, what happened in those 13 years? Like, what happened to Joel and his sister, and what happened to everybody? And I feel like he answered all of those and made it just flow into this this is then and this is what happened in between and this is here we are now and we just come out of it just like all hands on deck and he hit the ground just running and it all worked and it's fantastic yeah I think and so. i don't think i'll ever look at a horror convention the same way again because now everybody's suspect everyone's a suspect <laughs> right where are the exits Who's the everyone's a the suspect, right like we're gonna need some metal detectors in here and <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for suggesting it and making sure that I read it because like I said it'd been on You're my list welcome. for about a month and I was just like, where am I gonna fit this in? And then you gave me the perfect reason for it. So. And then I made you do it. So exactly. Yeah. That worked nicely. And yeah, thank you for coming on the show and chatting about it. It's been awesome. You're very welcome. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. And yeah, I will speak to you later and thank you for coming along. All right. Thanks for having me. Everyone. Bye. Bye.